Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1924. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in San Antonio, not Texas, Florida, with a very special guest by the name of Samantha Zimmerman. Samantha, or Sam, as your friends call you, do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Absolutely. Let's burn it out. All right. We'll have some fun here. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing that maybe most people don't know about you, Sam? A lot of people don't know that I'm an equestrian. Um, That's something I've done my whole life. And I'm also a tattoo artist. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Very unique. Well, I noticed on your Instagram page, artist creations that you do of horses, uh, which are quite beautiful and stunning. Have you uh, ridden horses uh, your whole life? I pretty much have. My mom got me started in it when I was about seven. She used to ride as well. And my great-grandfather was also a cowboy out in Texas. So I guess you could say that sort of horsepower also runs in the family. (laughs) I like it. Very nice. Yes, my grandfather was a true blue cowboy uh, in Texas. And whenever we would go visit them, I grew up in Southern California, very different culture. Uh, It was like going to outer space or something in this farm in Texas with cows and horses. And yeah, he rode a a horse up until probably the day before he passed away. And he was in his uh, 80s. So uh, a true cowboy. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, he, I've got a picture of him standing up on his saddle of his uh, roping horse that he had or something along those lines. I think I went the other direction, though, because I do mostly hunter jumpers and dressage. So the horse dancing, as most people know it, from the Olympics this past year. Oh, yeah. It's amazing to watch that. It's just absolutely incredible. My wife, when she was younger, rode horses and really enjoyed that. But uh, it's a very expensive sport. More expensive than racing, I think. I digress. I would say that depending on how many parts you break on your car, knowing if you're uh, (laughs) racing historic cars can be pretty often, uh, it probably evens out. (laughs) Well, you know, I did race uh, historic cars for 12 years, so I asked my wife how much that costs. Yeah, she'll probably remember. I try to forget the pain (laughs) and move forward. So uh, let me give you a proper introduction and we'll dive into the world of art that you're part of. Samantha Zimmerman is a fine artist who specializes in realism and a majority of her work is focused on automotive and motorsports subjects. Her work can be found in private and motorsports collections and she loves to attend numerous concours and racing events throughout the year. Sam tends to work almost exclusively in oil paint and graphite, allowing her to fully develop highly realistic pieces that transport her viewers trackside once more. I love it. Whether it be two wheels, four wheels, she loves to capture the true essence of speed and all things racing in her work. You are guaranteed to feel the heat and hear the turbo flutter when viewing her artwork. We'll be back in just a minute to talk more with Sam, but first a word from our sponsors. So give them a little listen, give them a little love, give them a little business. That'll help me out, that's for sure. And we'll be right back. 
Covercraft's newest three-layer all-climate cover is especially engineered for moderate weather conditions and it's treated with an extra UV-resistant formula. It's soft, it's breathable, and it's easy to store, all while pampering your paint, providing maximum UV, rain, and dust protection. If you live where it's windy, no worries. Simply add their gust guards for windy conditions to add extra protection to keep your cover in place. Your three-layer all-climate cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their tradition since 1965. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft, too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover. And I have a deal for you. Use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right. So get 10% off with free shipping by simply using the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance is where I now have my policy. What a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush, and provided a reasonable quote. American Collectors Insurance now protects my special ride. I'm saving hundreds of dollars and I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine. Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So Sam, we're back. So let's dive a little deeper into this world of fine art. Now, I've had hundreds of artists on this show. I understand uh, you and I run in some of the same circles and know a lot of the same people. Kelly Telfer, Lynn Heiner, Christy Schimpke are just, just a few, right? Of course, yes. I was fortunate enough to meet uh, with Lynn for the first time at this past Amelia Concours oh, d'Elegance. nice. Kelly and I actually met out at a Rensport reunion three years ago. I was there. Yeah, I was uh, actually really surprised when I met him. He is hysterical and <laughs> 110% a character. <laughs> He's such a nice guy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Christy, of course, uh, Shimke does some incredible art where she creates pieces of jewelry out of crashed cars. Who would have thought, right? Yeah, she was actually right next to me. I was actually sandwiched between her and Kelly at Amelia this oh past gosh. year. Well, you're in good company. Oh, of course. It was great being able to work next to both of them. Kelly would run down and be waving his arms and bringing people over to my booth. And then I'd be bringing them over to Christy. And it was just a wonderful weekend all around. Well, it's fun. Well, let's talk about this. When did you realize that this is a career path for you and this is something you wanted to do? And then take it a little deeper into automobiles and racing. Well, 
Getting into cars and automotive art is a little bit of a different story as opposed to how I got into horses. So I was raised by a bunch of NASA and Lockheed Martin mechanical engineers and technical drawers. And my grandmother or grandfather were really big into Porsche. They did all the PCA driver events that they could get to, and they did nationwide concours as well with their 914. My grandmother later had a 944 And I remember growing up as a kid watching F1 in the morning with my dad on Sundays. It was a must. There was no two ways about it. So I got a little older. Horses kind of took over my life. And then I met my husband named Michael. And he's a gearhead through and through. He does racing and he actually works for Porsche. He races a Porsche. He drives a Porsche. Wow. He's got a beautiful Horizon Blue 964 currently. That's his weekend toy. And then he's ironically got a uh, uh, Amazon Green 964. That's his track toy. Ooh, nice. Yeah, he's getting ready for HSR with it and uh, NASA and SCCA. He took me to my first 24 hours of Daytona about 10 years ago. And the instant I got there, it's been downhill since there. You can't (laughs) get me away from the track now. It was an instant fascination, I'll say. And a lot of the time I wonder how I got back onto cars. And it really isn't far-fetched considering I was raised by everybody who's so fascinated with all things mechanical and Porsche. So getting back into cars in itself really wasn't that far of a stretch, I think. Yeah, I think so. Well, a little serendipitous because you're guest number 1,924. So uh, the Porsche 924, (laughs) which is the car I drove to my high school prom. Uh, A friend (laughs) friend of mine loaned me. He had just bought it brand new back in the day, 1976. So those cars were fairly new. And uh, yeah, I got to drive that thing. But of course, the next evolution was a much better car than 944. So yeah, you got a Porsche, a very Porsche family. So when I look at your art and I found you, I think I found you on Instagram or Facebook, one of the two. And I said, oh my gosh, I've got to have this lady on my show because I love Porsches. I love racing, love cars, of course. It's cars. Yeah, duh. So uh, (laughs) the fact that you focus on automotive makes sense now, knowing this history that uh, motor oil runs in your veins, it seems like. Uh, But it seems like you like to focus even more on racing and now it makes Mm -hmm. sense with Michael and you guys going to the track and everything so when you're painting cars what are some of your goals in creating this artwork because one of the things I mentioned in your intro is you like to bring the viewer right to the track they can smell the burnt rubber and clutches and motor oil and all that so when I'm making a piece of art A lot of people say, well, you could just take a photograph. Yeah, you can. But there's a certain sort of human quality that's made with painting. I really strive to be able to capture the essence of what's happening in the image. So, for example, the 935 that I just finished for Allegra Motorsports, it's going into the International Horseshoe at Daytona. Wow. And I really wanted you to be able to be put in that scene as if you were standing next to the track and you could hear everything and feel everything going on. And I really focus on historics even more so because, let's be honest, they're not going to be around forever and they don't race in the same series that they used to. I mean, the 935 used to race in IMSA and it's an HSR strictly now um, and uh, other historic events. But I really strive to capture memories of 
being able to see those cars on track back in their glory day and just the overall emotion you get from seeing the the feeling, the smell, the sound, all of it I want to encapsulate in a piece of art that will be able to live on forever. Well, it's wonderful. You've chosen oil paint and graphite. Can you explain to listeners that maybe aren't artists why you chose those mediums and how they help enhance this feeling that you're putting forth in your artwork? Um, I So I stick mostly with oil paint, especially um, when I'm doing my actual paintings of things in motion. It has such a vivacity to it, if you will. It's got such life to it. Um, it has this wonderful richness to it that helps enhance the picture that I'm working from. And when I'm working with graphite, so for instance, I did a portrait of Derek Bell in the 917. It has a much more classic feel to it with its black and white appearance. Mm -hmm. And it pretty much goes everywhere, but it's timeless. That's another wonderful thing about graphite. Yeah, it's beautiful. And of course, we think of the masters, the the painters from decades ago using oil paints or even further back and that richness and depth that you can get with oil mm -hmm. paint. Uh, for people that aren't artists, you look in oil painting versus acrylic or some other medium, it's just got this depth to it. It layers, if you will, that mm -hmm. uh, that it, it does. And I'm not a painter, so uh, but I did study art in school and I did some art way back in the day. My dad was a painter and I remember him getting my sister and I to work in different mediums to kind of try things differently. And the thing I remember about oil paints, of course, is the smell. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, it smells like linseed oil, but there's also a whole mix of things that you can use with it, like liquid, which helps it dry faster, linseed oil, other like um, drying, extending agents as well. Mm -hmm. It's it's a whole experience. You know, when I'm working on a big piece, because I'll come home after work and I open the door, I'm like, ah, smells like oil paint in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, just like coming into a, a pit garage and smells like a, a race car in here. Of so course. Kind of yeah. nice analogies. I always that, like to ask my guests about driving, what I call driving inspirations, people that were maybe mentors or influential. You mentioned family members, obviously very influential because of mm -hmm. their racing prowess, their love for Porsche, being at tracks and so forth. Is there mm -hmm. somebody in your life that was really key and influential for your artwork? Aside from my husband, who has been in my corner the entire time and has really pushed me to do something that I love, your previous guest that you've had, actually, Kelly Telfer, has been a <laughs> he's been a massive proponent in me going forward in my art career. He has he has helped me significantly. I remember when I met him at first at Rensport. He had come up and he was there with his wife Beth and had his booth set up and. Um, you know, came up to me and was talking to me. And somehow we got on the subject of talking about my art one way or another after we exchanged cards. And he looks at me and he goes, why aren't you here? I said, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't think my work's, you know, quite where I want it to be. And he says, no, no. He says, I want to see you at Amelia and I want to see you out at Pebble. He was like, you need to go after this. He says, your work is incredible. So I took a few years and I got my portfolio to where I was happy with it. And I showed it Amelia for the first time this past year. And he says, he comes up to me and he says, it takes three touches. He's like, takes three shows where you can meet the certain people that you need to and make the connections. He's like, you keep pushing and you keep going with your artwork and you push even harder than you are currently. He's like, you're going to do great. You're a superstar. So 
he's he's been wonderful. What a mentor. Uh, Kelly's just always this perpetual positivity machine is what I call him. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and really nice of him to do that, which is a great segue into my next question. If you were going to advise other artists who want to get into it doesn't matter if it's motorsport or whatever they're painting. Um, how would you advise them? How would you mentor them like Kelly did for you? I would say, especially if you're looking at getting into art, don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't do. Don't listen to naysayers. Really go after what you love with your whole heart and as much passion as you possibly can. And that way you'll never have to work a day in your life. If you're looking to get into this industry, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of time. So you have to have a lot of patience, but it is so worth the reward um, at the end of the day. You end up meeting all these incredible people and other car junkies just like we are. It's just an amazing community. And if you just keep pushing yourself, the rewards will come. But don't spend another day of your life doing something you don't enjoy. Go after what you really love and you will definitely reap the benefits of that. Well, absolutely. And the great thing today compared to even 10 years ago or 20 or more is the social media aspect oh, that, totally. that you all have. We all have it now, but it's such an incredible opportunity to present things to people that never existed in so many ways. And you think about, let's say, the olden days where you had to go to events and that's this small little market of people that you would meet. Mm -hmm. Now the world is your oyster. And there's so many creative ways that artists present them themselves. As I said earlier, I've had hundreds of artists on this show, all different, all unique, and they all have kind of unique, different ways to present their artwork out there to people that would never know them. In fact, that's how I found you. I'm sure it was something probably coming through my Instagram feed or Facebook feed because they see everything we do, right? I mean, you just oh, absolutely. It's almost like well, you have to think about something and it pop. Why is that popping up? I was only thinking about it. Social media is an incredible tool. And I remember talking to a handful of people at Amelia about this. It's become a wonderful marketing platform. So if you can use it, use it to the fullest extent that you're able to because you can grow your audience virtually. And I always post when I'm going to events and I end up meeting a lot of people from online yeah. that I had never met in person before. Yeah, it's incredible. It's just, uh, again, uh, so many opportunities for people to do creative things these days. We're going to take a short break. We come back. I want to ask you about a big challenge you may have faced. Could be in life, could be in your artwork. So keep that thought in mind and we'll be right back. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and automotive valuation. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. I'm honored to say that my charity of choice here at Cars yeah is Tech Force Foundation. They help young people find an education 
and career that aligns with their passions. For those who love cars, problem solving, and working with their hands, a career as a professional automotive technician is the perfect fit for a fulfilling life. We're all wired differently, and not every successful career demands a four-year university. Technical education and the skilled trades matter, and we need qualified skilled technicians to keep our vehicles rolling. Learn more about how you can support tomorrow's driving force and workforce of technicians at techforce.org, like I do here at Cars Yeah. So let's talk about this, Sam. Big obstacle, big challenge, big failure. Trying to be, which you are now, a commercial artist, an artist creating things, selling paintings. That's a tough road to take. Uh, It's met with lots of challenges, uh, sometimes lots of failures. It takes a while to build an audience, to build a, a baseline. But let's talk about that. What did that experience teach you so you could come out of it in a positive way? So... It's a little bit of a, a little bit of a longer story, That's but okay. it's, it's well worth it. Yeah. So my husband and I have known each other since second grade. No way. Second yeah. grade. Wow. Yeah. He used to steal his mom's jewelry and bring it to me at recess, which <laughs> I thought was hysterical. His mom, not so much. No. Uh, don't yeah. ask me if she ever recovered it. Where's my I'm not wedding sure. ring, son? Yeah. <laughs> We got married at 18. Wow. I was living, really? we, yeah, he um, lived in Germany with his family at the time. And I moved over there after I graduated. We got married shortly thereafter. And we were planning on coming back to the U.S. And it took about a year to get the visa process uh, sorted and all that jazz. And we came over to the States with $4,000 in our pocket. That was it. Mm-hmm. No financial help from his parents or my parents. Mm-hmm. We came over, we spent three of it on a little 2001 Volkswagen Jetta or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of it, we had to spend towards rent. So we had both gotten jobs. I worked at Joanne's and I wasn't doing much art at the time, to be honest, because I was so busy working and he was a tech at Hyundai. And we were living in essentially, unfortunately, a woman who was addicted to drugs upstairs. So we were living in her basement and it got to a point where it was just terrible and we couldn't live there anymore. And we were practically homeless and we were fortunate enough that my dad said, you know, you can come stay with us for a couple months if you need to just save up enough money because we know it's expensive in this area. Uh, it was Northern Virginia at the time. So we lived with my dad for a couple months and we made some money up and then we moved down to Florida. And from then on, we've just been working as hard as we can to be able to save up as much money and be able to afford to live essentially. Mm-hmm. And I went back to school at University of South Florida in Tampa. I got my BA in fine art and he started working in sales at Volkswagen actually. And he worked his way up to sales in Porsche, which is where he is now. And I'm at the point now where I'm doing my tattooing during the week, during the day. And I come home and I do my artwork at night. So you could say I'm a full-time artist now and he works in Porsche sales and he does his, um, historic racing uh whenever the event arises so i guess you could say we've made a 180 degree turnaround where we've (laughs) come from we've come literally from nothing and we've worked our way up to where we are currently and it's been such a ride over the last 10 years but it's been well worth it and we've learned that 
through all the struggle, there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel and things are probably the best they've been for us at this moment in time. Yeah, no kidding. And that must have been pretty tough. I mean, you, you move into your first place and you find out your landlord's a drug addict who lives upstairs. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh it my was, gosh. It was really rough. I remember her significant other coming in and calling the cops and we were just sitting downstairs thinking, oh my gosh, I hope that they don't hold us as like uh, an accomplice or something along craziness. those lines. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, a lot of young people when they start out, uh, I was going to say you had 4,000 bucks. That's more than I had when my wife and I first got in our mm-hmm. first place. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the success story here is just hard work and focus, right? Yeah, you just keep absolutely. working hard. And great that your parents were there to help you kind of prop you up for a little bit as you needed to catch yourself up because a lot of people don't have the family there that will help them do that kind of thing. So uh, kudos to your mm-hmm. folks for that help as well so you could get get back on your feet and so forth but the big moral of the story here is just work hard right absolutely it's hard work and patience and if you're not in your own corner nobody else will be either so you have to be there for yourself and you have to be there for each other there's a quote i like it let's let's talk about a bucket list when you look ahead at the next say three to five years with your art career uh, where do you see yourself what would you like to be accomplishing I would absolutely love to be able to get out to more Concord events. I would realistically love to be doing a poster design or something along those lines for IMSA or HSR, um, being able to be out at more of those events this year as well. And again, just being able to work with some bigger teams um, and other people as well who just love cars. I just I want to paint cars. I like painting cars. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the artists that I've had on the show became a friend of mine, Nick uh, Huntsiker. Huntsiker, yeah. Yeah, Huntsiker, mm-hmm. who does some beautiful artwork. And um, when you go to the uh, Porsche Experience Center in Atlanta, uh, a couple of his works are hanging uh, in their lobby. And, and uh, you know, I've known him for a long time, and he's another great example of just constant hard work, dedicated mm-hmm. work, focus, uh, struggles. Um, just, yeah, just keep at it. Just keep at it. Keep at it. And all of a sudden, you started seeing his artwork on magazine covers and posters and hanging at the Porsche Experience Center and all of this stuff. And uh, yeah, people, most people think, oh, you just start painting and you're successful. And it's like everything. No. It's not really mm-hmm. the way it works. Never. It never yeah. yeah, it takes, no. it takes a little bit of time. <laughs> Even Vincent Van Gogh never saw probably a dime. Uh, well, he didn't, he didn't start being successful until he was in his 30s, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or somewhere around there. Yeah. Now he's kind of really successful, but that's a little mm-hmm. too late because he's not around yeah, anymore. But you want to <laughs> do it while you're still around. Let's talk about a special vehicle in your life could be uh the cars that you and your husband have together the race cars and so forth but is there a a special car that stands out for you i do have one in mind so in addition to loving all things porsche like we do we also really like to find older porsches that are a bit rough around the edges and Mm -hmm. getting them fixed up so we had an 88 venetian blue targa that we found by chance up in Indianapolis. It had been in storage for eight years or something along those lines and was not running. We went up to, we drove all the way up from Florida to Indy to go pick it up. And we get there, it won't start clearly, and we don't want to put the old gas through the system, so we had to push it up onto the dolly. And we brought it home. We got it all cleaned up, all the rat's nest cleaned out of it and the whole nine yards, new gas, new, literally anything and everything and new fuel reels. Thank God, because the other ones were ancient. And um, 
we ended up fixing the whole car up and we sold it to a guy in California. And unfortunately, on his way to his mom's, he got rear-ended by a kid in a truck. Oh, no. I know. It was heartbreaking and we hadn't heard from him in a while and he sent us a picture of the car and we were sitting in the kitchen i'm sobbing because we put so many hours into the car but overall it was a really cool experience to take that car from being non-running and having been hiding in storage for close to a decade to getting it back up to speed so to speak yeah it's a beautiful color venetian venetian blue i've got an 87 uh porsche and uh, that era of car is near and dear to me because uh, my wife and i were married in the early 80s and mm-hmm. for a long i had i had not had a Porsche um, until a while after we were married, but I really wanted one. But, you know, like you, we were young, didn't have a lot of money and trying to save up to buy a house and thinking about having kids. So um, the 80s always reminds me of what I wanted. And I think that happens with a lot of us car people is we of go course. back to our past when we couldn't have a car and we get the cars that we wanted then. So, uh, yeah, very yeah, cool. Absolutely. Yeah, the tar- I, like yeah. The, I like the new targets too. Those are pretty cool. You look at those things and I wasn't a big target fan back in the day. I always like coupes just because the Same. line of the car, but mm-hmm. uh, the new targets are pretty cool, especially it's fun to watch them go up and down. The tops go up and down. It's like, Oh, of course. Yeah, no, it's a super cool car. It's really to, innovative. Uh, hate to have to try to fix one of those systems when they go. Oh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Are. Yeah, it's like a anything with the electronics nowadays. That's why I stick we stick with older cars. It's a little less mm-hmm. complicated. Yeah, I think you're right. So I'm gonna crawl in your head here, be your car psychologist today. If you were manifest as a vehicle, what would Sam be? But more importantly, why? I think if I were a car, I would have to be a Ruby Stone 964 RS. Ooh, okay. These, Reason being, I think I'm pretty bright and sparkly. Pink's one of my favorite colors. <laughs> I can be a bit loud, um, but I have plenty of pep to get from point A to point B, and I'm always looking to get, do more artwork and get more things done. You know, it's funny you mentioned Ruby Stone because I get emails from Porsche, and I just got one this weekend where they were touting uh, paint-to-sample Taycans that one of them was a ruby stone and that this is a color now that's kind of come back but when ruby stone came out you never see those because it was no. so crazy and oh yeah yeah and there's a, a local event here in the pacific northwest called uh, exotics at redmond town center and the last one i went to there was a guy there with a ruby stone 964 and i'd not seen one of those in person uh probably since either the works uh, reunion or one of oh, the porsche wow. events and yeah it's just one of those colors that even in the gray days here in the Pacific Northwest, it just kind of glows. It's cool. That that and uh, my other favorite color that Porsche's made is saffron yellow. It's yellow. It's got like a gold flake in it that's got a tint oh, of orange. That's very it's, rare. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It only came on the 911 Turbo S. I can't remember which gen, but it was, I think, a... About a $15,000 paint-to-sample option, so I don't think many people had it done for that reason. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. I'll have to send you a picture of my turbo because it's a paint-to-sample car in metallic pearl orange. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen a picture of it before. It's absolutely lovely. Yeah, only three cars were painted that color. I call it my orange crush. Since I have a crush on it. Yeah, from back (laughs) back in the day. Now, uh, I like to talk about ways that my guests give back. Are there some ways that you like to help others in the automotive sector? There are. One of my biggest 
I guess, uh, give backs that I do in the automotive community is with my photographers. Mm -hmm. So I work with a handful of wonderful photographers. That's always growing. I'm always looking for more reference photos to use, of course, Mm -hmm. even original photos back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, all that. Um, I always give my photographers credit for the original image. And after I always ask, and so long as I can use their reference photo and they're okay with me using it, I will always give them credit and I will always give them print number one of 30 out of the edition. Um, so I always do that for them. And then I work with a handful of smaller local organizations. The dealership that my husband works for originally worked with all children's and one of their cancer patients received one of my paintings that I did. And then there's another smaller organization that works with St. Jude's. Mm -hmm. Um, It's Cart for Kids. I do donate some prints to their charity auction as well for cancer research and all that. That's awesome. That's very cool. I should introduce you to a a guy up here in the Northwest. I've interviewed lots of photographers on the show as well, but Carl Noakes is his name. Um, Mm -hmm. He works for Microsoft, but he loves to do photography and he's really become incredible he does a lot of nature but he also loves to go to the races and shoot race cars and so forth um i'll send you a link to his uh instagram page and his website yeah he's got some wonderful he's got a great eye he just really has a great eye which is a fantastic plus he's a super nice guy too and that's uh, even better (laughs) loves cars how about a book is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners Certainly. So I have a couple. One, especially for people first getting into this industry or looking to get into this industry, mm-hmm. uh, Art Inc. or Art Incorporated by Lisa Congdon is a very good book. Uh, it kind of goes in over the odds and ends over everything when you're looking to get into becoming a working artist. Mm-hmm. Also, New Markets for Artists by Brainard Carey. He goes over a lot of um, modern ways to advertise your artwork. So using social media and everything along those lines as well. Oh, great references. Yeah. So they come in handy for sure. Uh, Absolutely. Well, I'll remind our listeners is a great place on my website at Cars. Yeah. Called Guest Recommended Books, where I'll put these books. Of course, they'll be on Sam's show notes page on the Cars. Yeah. Website. uh, But also there's another page there that has over 2000 books listed. I made it really easy for you to get your hands on them. So, uh, Lots of great books. Of course, I've had hundreds of artists or artists. I've had hundreds of authors on the show, too, that create some pretty spectacular books. So let's go on the ultimate drive here today. I've got a magic scepter, which allows me to enable you to pick any vehicle in the world, any person to be with and any place to go. So what does the ultimate drive look like for an artist named Sam? So I think I had to think about this one a good bit. Good. I think there are a couple people, but the first person that came to mind was Sabine Schmidt. Ah, I would okay. have I would have loved to have been able to be in the car with her. Naturally, I think GT3 RS somewhere around or something along <laughs> those lines at the Nurburgring. She is the queen of the ring. Yeah. Anyway, I would have love to have been able to talk to her about her career and how she worked through the industry and just the challenges she faced and how she overcame them. On a sidebar, I would also love to be able to get into an Audi Quattro with Walter Rode uh, doing <laughs> yeah. some back backwoods driving. I think that would be incredible. 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, you picked two two very talented people, capable people to be uh, sitting on the right seat in uh, in cars with them. That would be pretty darn cool. Ah, oh, that would be nice. Absolutely. Well, you've taken us on a great ride today, and I'm so glad that we were able to connect and uh, just love the artwork that you're doing. Before I let you go, is there maybe a parting word of advice or wisdom or a mantra you'd like to share with us? I do have a couple things, but I'll give you one or two. Okay. So no matter what speaks to you, cars, art, or anything else, life is too short to try and fit it or fit into a mold. Mm. Dare to be brave and unapologetically you and go after what you love wholeheartedly. That sounds like what you've done. And then you've got another one. I have a teeny one. Okay. A short one. It's Mark Twain. Ah. Why not go out on a limb? That's where the fruit is. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> As I was just picking apples off my neighbor's next door tree last night. So uh, there you go. Oh, I yeah. see. <laughs> the good ones are up high. I couldn't reach. I'm like, how do I get up there? So uh, yeah, he brought out a ladder. I wasn't stealing apples. He, he, oh, I was he, just going to say, hopefully he knew you were taking apples. Oh, no, apples. no. He know, yeah, I think he keeps count of them. But uh, yeah, no, he uh, he invited me over and said, hey, we've been uh, pressing cider, but uh, we got some apples left on the tree. They're about ready. You want to come and get a bunch. So uh, Oh, wow. That sounds awesome. Yeah, really, really cool. What are the many ways people can learn more about your artwork? You are welcome to check out my website, which is nearing completion. It's samanthazimmermanart.com. And you can always follow me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that jazz. I'm on all the social media platforms, but you can find me on Instagram at zimmy underscore arts, which is my most active account. There you go. I'll make sure I put links to all these on Samantha's show notes page. Just go to carsyad.com, type in Samantha Zimmerman, a lot of M's in there. And uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you got a lot of M's. And uh, you'll find her page there and links to everything. But of course, she's easy to find. Just Google Samantha Zimmerman artist and she'll pop up all over the place. Samantha, thanks for spending some time with me today, being so generous with uh, your expertise and, and what you're doing. And thanks for creating art for all of us automotive fanatics and racing fanatics around the world. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Mark, for having me on. It means a ton to me that you took some time out of your day to speak with me, but I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will be eagerly waiting for your next set of podcasts to come out. Well, thank you. Pleasure's all mine. This was fantastic. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!